no matter what the specific challenge, and we all have challenges, right. that is at the moment what I see as the relevant paradigmatic issue for all of us is that we're mm-hmm. operating as if we have to force things. We have to right. be in opposition. We have to struggle, so to speak. Thank you for bringing us back to that. Mm-hmm. Until we come to terms with that foundational idea, no amount of legislation or government intervention or social approaches are going to have a truly sustainable or truly significant shift and create some sort of better world. No. And and I really, really stand by that. Hello, Tony. Hello, Colin. That doesn't sound, does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Welcome. All right, here's part two uh, with Vivi and Keith. Tony and I were just talking about the the real, the value of concierge service, and I am actually going to be, uh, we're recording this in August, and I actually have, I wanted an auction, the ability to work with uh, Keith and to really get a sense of yeah, the process, and I'm going to be doing that very, very soon. But um, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't done that prior to the release of this, but I will be doing that soon. Yeah, I kind of dig the fact that it's not just about fixing something that's broken, but it's about building a base and making sure that those things don't break. Amen to that. We don't want things to break. You no. feel, do you feel good? We time? do not. No breaking. No breaking. Okay. This is great. We had a long intro for part one, so we're not going to try to really give you a whole lot more. Enjoy. This is part two with Vivi and Keith. Keith and Vivi. Thank you so much. <clears throat> you just reminded me. Yeah. So we want, we're going to get high. That's the idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We realize the best way to do this is to get high. I'm always high. High off of some sugar bottom CBD. High off life. A number of people, I, I guess it's kind of a compliment, do say that they, the more they come here, the more high they feel. And inspire is a key word behind uh-huh. you. It's a key goal to inspire. And I guess if that means you feel high, great. I'm not a big fan of feeling trippy. Hence, we joked about the yeah, THC. Yeah, we don't but like that. <laughs> <laughs> we covered that already, though. But thank you. Thank but you you're for endorphins. the You're happy. You're happy yeah. hormones versus cortisol. Which goes right with your first item on the list there. We don't have to go by the list, well, but you know, talking you about to... Talking about getting high off life. Yeah. Um, do, do you know, uh, in philosophy, uh, uh, Plato wrote about Socrates, right? Uh-huh. Did you ever read any of the Socrates? Uh, <laughs> he read all of them. Um, I read all of them. That's right. You were well, theology. I read a few, but well, I didn't read like, all like of them. They described yeah. what? Aporia, right? When, yeah. When th- that's that feeling of... Uh, I didn't know that. What's the other word? Unamaya? Is that a... Um, I know. I'm, Apri, I'm, I'm familiar with. But that, that was like the most amazing up. thing when we had discussions about, you know, some of these uh, um, writings. They were great. I, lo- I, used to, I love Socrates. That was uh, it was cool stuff. I used to read a lot of that. 
<clears throat> we read a lot in college, if that's what you're referring mm-hmm. to, Vivi. Yes, we read quite a bit. I actually, because my parents are moving right now, we uh, literally in, we're in the last week of the move. We have found a lot of boxes and there were a lot of boxes of books and there were a lot of boxes specifically with Plato <laughs> <laughs> from my dad, my brother and uh, from me. Yeah, there was a, there there is a lot more Plato in my mm-hmm. mind's eye today now than ever. Actually, it's good stuff. I mean, it really does. It really is uh, foundational stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel lucky? Had you were even if you were like forced to read it because you were in a college class, but the fact that you did it and then you kind of like gained that knowledge because you don't have time in life to do that nowadays. You have to willfully make that time. But if you're in that young mindset, that like that's why I tell my kids, I'm like, if you know, if you're in school or class taking a class and you can like really absorb it. It's like a gift. It's kind of cool to do that. I don't know. I'm a student. So, well, so am I, but actually that's the very, that's a wonderful unintentional segue into the broader culture and creativity topic that I presented as a possible um, starting place, you know, building off of where we were before, but I wholeheartedly believe that, maintaining a beginner's mind and and relating to each other as lifelong learners and yourself as a lifelong learner and prioritizing lifelong learning. I actually think that is foundational for what you're the happy life and a generally good life. So yeah, you need to make the time. I do feel grateful and blessed that I did it then, but to think that it's done, like I did it and it's done. That's in the past. And now, Oh God, what a, what a horrible, normal way to live as if you're done. Right. Totally agree with you. you. That's part of, you know, that's part of the uh, self-actualization, right? That's in the pyramid of, uh, you know, you're self-actualized when you see yourself um, at that point, you know, Um, I forget who who wrote that. It was. Maslow. uh, Oh yeah. 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 That's right. He was, uh, I learned that psychology. Yeah. So basically you, you self-actualize. So I think in my life, I mean, I, even though I'm in medicine, I mean, I, I do feel like I learn every day, which is nice, even though I would like to expand it a little bit, but I'm so busy. Um, like I was telling you earlier about a patient that I had, and I'm going to learn more about, um, you know, glioblastomas and, and where to send him. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with that. So, so it's constantly learning, constantly, you know, getting the new data, looking at the new treatment, you know, if, if there is one. Or just learning, that's not learning a positive, but learning something even as like going to your favorite place, Home Depot, to figure out what uh, what yeah. kind of <laughs> new flower or shrubbery would go yeah, well, or, or what would adapt. Or, I like the power tools. Right, like yeah, your yeah. kind of totally segue, but his brother is like an amazing researcher for like consumer reports and whatnot. So he does all the research and then he comes and delivers it to Keith oh, and Keith's it. like, this it's, is it's, you know what he's like he'll, he'll sit down and research he's, so he's another one he's like yeah. a learner but like everyone has their passions on what they're learning about yeah my, my brother's great so, he'll 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 research things and i'll say oh i said this looks cool and i'll he'll tell me about it and i'll buy it and it's great no but it's he tests it out you know but for learning creativity like i it doesn't matter where i'm traveling even if it's an hour away like i love to well, we like research we, the area yeah. know the history so to me getting out of my comfort zone or day-to-day kind of reintroduces creativity, I guess, you know. Yeah. So that. Mm-hmm. 
And you need that. You need that in life. And people who don't have it in life, I think the mundane, right, it's kind of like a chamold, a chamsek, a I got to go to work. It's, yeah. You definitely see the difference in people, the... Who are engaged? The as. uppers versus the downers. The up, the people who are up, and the people who are like half half full, half empty glass. I see that a lot, actually, because in in the morning, sometimes, like this morning, um, I saw one of my patients, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, you're in a good mood." I'm like, "Yeah, because I'm here, and you know, I like what I do." And I said, um, "I said you're not," and he goes, "Well, it's like I go to work afterwards." And I say, "You don't enjoy it," and he goes, "No," but I, I like what I do. I mean, sometimes. And then, and then you had, and then you were happy because you actually had a half day, which you need the half day. Oh, That's the half what people, yeah. you know, it's different. America, we, it's the work to live or live to work. The one thing like Europe, Mediterranean, they follow the day, like the siesta. They follow. They also, might do. Their economy is also bankrupt, even before ours. Not all, yeah, but but some of them like Greece, the, the travel, the Greece, yeah. They, but they, Greece they is not work. like that. And like, okay, all right, Greece, but Europe. <laughs> has some interesting hours sometimes. Yeah. How about the Switzerland when we were in Switzerland? Not Switzerland. We Switzerland. No, we went to Netherlands to um, Maastricht. Maastricht, yeah. And they were closed like right on the dot, but then they had some evening hours. They opened, like I guess the kids went home to have lunch then and then they reopened again later. So they're shifting of values. Yeah. Where I mean, it's good to take a, like a little time off in the middle of the day. I think I think that could be helpful, but you have to, you know, you still have to yeah, it's, it a it's a but balance, but it's just yeah. getting what you need out of the day. So it's all. But isn't life a balance? There you go. Right. Kuru is a balance. <laughs> balance. That's <laughs> <laughs> your plug on balance. It is yeah. a balance. Well, was that Hebrew, what you said? What? No, I said Kuru. Like no, you, no, no. Like... Backing up a moment, you said something in another language. Was that Hebrew? What'd you say? I don't know. I don't oh, know what gosh. I said. Well, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't um, listening. I can't repeat it because I don't know how to say it. I don't know what I said. What I, um, but, well, I say lots of don't things. I have no idea what she I She calls said. me a schmuck all the time. That's Yiddish. That's we know Yiddish. It was, I don't think it was Yiddish. It sounded more Hebrew, but it was, yeah. It was like, no, it was the, was it I'm going to butcher it. I'm like, no. It's okay. It was like the Lahayim and all that you did the proper, I did. I, think was, I don't know what I say. I don't know what you well, then let's, not, let's, let's move forward. <laughs> but you're, you just mentioned a bunch of different countries. You just mentioned a bunch of different details you literally hit you mentioned economy mm-hmm. um <laughs> siestas yes you you seemed interested in talking about culture and i believe you know with respect to what we all do <clears throat> whether we know it or not we're engaged in some way in forming and influencing culture and, and moving culture forward and uh, specifically i would say that that's the foundation for Koru really is to catalyze a culture of, of understand of creating a shared understanding of what it means to be human and creativity is foundational to that shared understanding. I believe we are fundamentally creative. I think we are naturally creative. My key question, I guess, with regard to creativity is how, how do we nurture that so that it isn't, something that um, we we think of as only for some people or we think of as uh, something that we grow out of or that we lose and more more you know tricky to understand is like do we have to only be creative as a result of some sort of conflict or tension or opposition or pain and to me the answer is 
clearly a no, but I don't know if we recognize the significance of embracing, like you said, being a lifelong learner and creativity. There's a very direct link. You can't embrace being a student and a lifelong learner if you're not engaged in a very, very detailed understanding of creativity and you being naturally creative, all of us being naturally creative. It all goes very, very specifically together. And economy and economics is a interesting way to play with that because it's one of the main sort of ideas and concepts that we actually maybe shoot ourselves in the foot by thinking that it's it's a done deal it's all figured out this is the way it, it is um it but but we made it up so it's a very specific example to tie in whether we're thinking about another country or not the right. concept of economics is universal but it's made up it's it's made up um but the first thing when you were mentioning that uh, yeah. with creativity and how it how it it can be connected to economics is the first thing is uh, what remember robert kiyosaki Kiyosaki, I think his name was, was Robert Kiyosaki. He talks about, yes, yeah, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, series. Sure. Um, he talks about the rat race. Sure. Which most, most of us are in, um, which is, uh, which is obvious, you know, you, you, uh, you struggle to work, uh, you make ends meet, um, work, 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 and no play, um, basically. And that's, and that's, I think, you know, I think that can, that can suppress creativity. It can, um, it can make I think people Kubrick depressed. captured that first. Did he? No, I'm kidding. All work and no play make Jack a dull boy. Oh, right. Stanley Kubrick, right. <laughs> the, the Shining. Yes, yeah. I got that reference. Uh, <laughs> that's, on, right. that's right. That's um, right. But I think, but I think it's true. And um, you know, there's an extreme to that too, because um, I heard uh, more recently um, the famous philosopher uh, Ocasio Cortez. Um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez said, um, he says sarcastically. Oh, he says, no, he, you, yes, 100%. Thou says very sarcastically. I say that sarcastically. Um, but, Mm -hmm. but she said something. You're not going to get a, we're not going to avoid talking about something very poignantly political in this. We're not, we're not doing politics. No, no, but no, why not? I don't have a problem. But what she she said, I thought was kind of stupid, but interesting. I'll tie it all in. Don't worry. And and then I think this, this shit, you know, this, this is to the extreme, you know, we could talk about Kubrick, you know, when Jack Nicholson said all work, no play makes Jack a dull, dull boy. He wrote that on like a whole book. But anyway, uh, AOC said, um, the government should be giving people more money so we don't have to work to um, culture our creativity. <laughs> That's what she said. And but you know you have to understand. You know I mean I think is that directly what she said? It, I cultivate paraphrase our a creativity. I, parapha- I paraphrase it, but she said it. There was one interview um, mm. that she spoke about that, and she said that um, you know being how the government should supply, you know, should take care of us. Basically, they should be our custodian. Give us money so we don't have to work all the time and then we can you know we can um we can cultivate our, our creativity that 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 was somehow the gist that she said and um recently or just in general something a couple that years you, ago you within, logged in your memory bank i just thought it was funny because i thought wow that would be really cool if i didn't have to work you know and then, and then i can really because when i was when i was in college you know i mean i did work a little bit but it you know it was mainly on my parents um payroll and it was much easier you know, to know that, hey, I can sit and read this whole book and, you know, I can read another book and then I don't have to work. I can stay up late and I don't have to work the next day or, you know, um, where I can I can travel. May I 
May sure. I interject? Do you sure. mind? I, no, of course not. Only not because of AOC. I really don't have a strong opinion about AOC or any politician, to be frank. Very few that I think I have strong opinions about. Because <laughs> I, I care more about the like behind the scenes, the, the pieces of this puzzle that no matter how you identify or your, so to speak, ideology are relevant for all of us. Mm-hmm. The dis, you know The superficial details to me are stupid. I don't really care. I think it's a waste of energy and a waste of time for most people to get caught up in the the ideologies and the the labels and the um, identities, not getting into specific topics, but generally speaking, I think it's not serving anybody's greater, uh, anybody's real goals any and a lifestyle or a way of living that anybody really wants. I think it's ultimately rooted in a warlike mentality and a, a combative mentality and a truly just primal sort of animalistic fight or flight kind of attitude. And there's something unique about being human that we don't give enough attention to. We don't prioritize, which is to say, well, clearly we have the capacity to perceive ourselves and mm-hmm. to wonder, do we have to be like the quote unquote other animals? How are we different? How are we the same? And I believe for a very, very long time, we've continued to play these dumb games where we unintentionally are driving ourselves as if it is our nature to have to struggle, to have to force ourselves to do things. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually the foundational concept most people have about being human, that life is a struggle. Is a struggle. That's the cliche. Life is a struggle. So whether you relate to that idea mm-hmm. as a progressive, as a Democrat, as a conservative, as a liberal, as a blah, 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 I don't If you embrace that idea fundamentally, your policies, your legislative um, approach is absolutely fucking meaningless and will never change anything. Right. Because underneath, we're all just going to keep acting like we have to struggle. Right. No, no, that's not my point with mentioning what which, which she said. I, I just thought it was kind of interesting because in a way, um, you know, I'm like- well, So I'm partly agreeing with you that yeah. that wouldn't solve anything. No, no, but no. I want to point out, well, I was trying to point out why it wouldn't solve No, anything. no, I understand. <laughs> no, but my, my point was, believe it or not, it was not political. I just yeah. thought it was kind of like interesting when she said that because then I'm thinking to myself, you know, I mean, it would be great if that could happen, but it just, it couldn't happen. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I work every day, but for me, it's not a struggle because I kind of like what I do. I mean, sure. you know, so, so I think, I think part of it is, um, you know, when I, like when I mentioned that guy this morning who said I was giddy and he said, you know, and he was not happy because he had to go to work. Maybe he wasn't really happy with, with what he was doing, you know? Sure. Um, so I think, I think part of it is, uh, and not everybody has this, unfortunately, right? Some people do struggle because they they feel like they're stuck in in a situation, you know, where they're not happy, you know, because but but yet, you know, they're making a lot of money, they're supporting, you know, other people are dependent on them. Um, that's where the creativity aspect can be um, suppressed. You know, somebody who sure. who maybe has uh, maybe you know they have a, a divorce, you know, maybe they they have like five or six kids. They're supporting, you know, more kids, whatever, you know, and, and that's a situation where they may feel, you know, like stuck um, where they, you know, they have to be in a, in a job that they're not happy with. Um, that, and that in that situation, that could be a struggle. Right. Can I interject for a second? Sure. And, but, well, but only to say, of course, 
no, I would never. I'm taking a bigger picture look on all of like. No, we we out we we went through different countries. We mentioned a whole world. We're, we're, so we're around the in terms world of in like days. specific <laughs> individual experiences. There's no question that people are struggling, and mm-hmm. to deny that would be crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like like I was. Saying I'm struggling. <laughs> no, we all struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, no. I. I. But I, but what I'm saying is, you know, when I'm done, I was right. No, no, it's okay. But, yeah, that, but that's that's where the that's where the the, the you know because people don't have the time to be creative quite frankly bingo the That's time and the space to... yeah time and space which was fundamentally about security go for it Vigo. so Shout i just out. wanted to interject because i thought it was interesting i kind of took it in a different level i took it um when you read different you know artists and writers and whatnot they something caused them to be influenced or inspired to write closer. It's gonna sorry be so, the, so they'd be like uh you know portrait of an artist like someone who would write about his struggles but it caused his creativity and then i thought like james joyce yeah, yeah but then but then i thought um it's interesting that if you have someone in a crisis and whatnot and they you they actually go to a place where they're trying to get help and some of the modalities are art and music therapy. So you kind of do bring them back to like that core. And the other thing I wanted to say with that was it's very interesting because as a former teacher, when I've had to do like parent education nights, read a children's book to a group of parents. It's like the most amazing experience. You take them out of their mindset and they're back to like, wow, like you read them like the very hungry caterpillar. And Wait, with- Have you done that before? Yes, oh my I have. God, that's awesome. I have. I have <laughs> brought, because you can bring you any- You should read children- that to Keith. I, I think I'm going to. No, I, yeah, or I, don't the, I don't have it on me, but I have a ton of all my children. This is one of my favorites. I'm like, right? Oh, I'm like, no. I was not giving away all my children's books because I think they're so meaningful and they have so many good lessons. But then I look at something like like my friend, if she wants to be happy, she'll go to a garden center and that will like uplift her. Not to go buy anything, but just to look. If So if you find what makes you happy in the course of a day and it doesn't have to be monetized, it could be you know, taking a nature walk or going, like going anywhere, going into water, body of water. So I do think that happiness, whether you call it creativity or whatever it is, it it brings you and it brings, you know, your, your body and your whole functioning into a different level. So whatever we are coming from, at least knowing that those 20, 30 minutes of the day kind of gives well, you. We spoke about that last time, remember, in nature. I think we spoke about that last time. Well, that's because it's our own personal yeah. likes, right. but not everyone has that. But no. but but it's kind of interesting that, you know, a lot of um, mental health modalities, like, right, they're the creative stuff. So you have someone who's, you know, they're in so many, they're in such a world that they have to unravel their world and they go back to like art, music therapy or nature therapy or, yeah. I'd love to go down that trail with you. Okay, let's, all, let's do well, it. Especially with respect to mental health. And, and mm-hmm. the, the list you brought is all connected to what we're discussing here but i think you all all three of us are are actually and we did this last time as well and it tends to happen when there's those of us who are like more in the quote-unquote wellness profession so to speak or the the health and wellness industry whatever the terms are you're literally doctor (laughs) but there are no there isn't a clear enough handbook for how to do this thing called being human and there could be there could be in fact 
there kind of is. We just don't prioritize paying enough attention to it. You just highlighted a few very specific things that are relevant for all of us, maybe relevant in slightly subtle ways, but the the reality that everybody, again, has a creative um, capacity, I think is 100% true. It's objectively true for everybody, no matter what. I also think it's objectively true that being more, quote-unquote, in nature is inherently good for every human being. And I don't think that's radical to say. So if you're, you, you started to just list some things that are relevant for everybody. You don't have to literally go to a garden center, but it touches on a very specific detail, which is there's a feed, there's feedback, positive, as you said, feedback from, of course, being in, so to speak, nature, even if it means a garden center, maybe it could be your own garden. Maybe it could be I mean, hell, the foundation of our culture is a concept of a garden, right? Mm-hmm. right. There's no, Food. that's why I point to these religious pa- and, and these right. old stories. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's there. Right. Yeah. It, it's real. It's interesting. Um, like I started out journalism major, ended up in education, thought I would go into psychology. So I worked as a psych tech for a couple of years and I worked with, um, also some kids who were like severely emotionally disturbed. So I kind of saw like the worst of the worst. And it's funny because they were trying to take them back to simplify things, to unravel Absolutely. all that was going simplify. on inside their head. Simplify it. And then, uh, so I'm over 50. So then when like those 50 symptoms hit and I had some family issues, whatnot, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, what is this? Menopause, not menopause. And then I got a little bit down. And then I was like, okay, I know I'm seeking some help. And um, they take you right back to like these kinds of things. And they definitely, so you never want to, you try not not to get to that place where it's just a bowl of spaghetti. You want to unravel things before they're all raveled up, whether it's doing the 20 minutes at the garden center or exercising or because... In a bowl of spaghetti meeting, you're just like kind of feeling stuck and You're confused. feeling stuck. You're feeling you're not... Right. You're like overworked. You're no overtired. You're, you gotta have the meatballs. Got, no, no, but just, just that you're just... You've gotten yourself into beyond your own will sometimes so many things happening that now you have to unravel all these things and you really get you know that feeling of being stuck and and to um, keith's reference to the the cliche of the rat race that's what happens exactly and and whatever everyone has you know you get a one personal crisis you get a family crisis you get a financial crisis which is why on the one hand you of course probably appreciate the progressive mentality or idea to try to come up with an easy solution we right. just i believe we're pointing out to why paradigmatically even no none of those quote-unquote fixes are actually gonna s- create a sustainable shift the mm-hmm. sustainable shift is every single thing that comes back to right. this every the day. body the body right well there's a balance i think with everything and i think uh, in there's life. a balance to the extent that we organize with a government as right. long as we organize as a civilization, there's of course. Right. Well, that's how, because we have to, that, you know, humans, that's how we Not to living. jump around. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, no. <laughs> but you have to, you know, in order to have a civilization, you have to have productivity, but you also want to have, you know, um, I guess productivity. What does that mean? That's an interesting word, right? Productivity is very important, but it's, um, that creates the. I don't economy. assume, hmm? I don't assume to know what you mean by that, though. Productivity um, is what builds, in my mind, probably the simplest way to put it would be infrastructure. You know, um, infrastructure is a, is a, was created by humans being productive, by putting their mind to, you know, working, 
making the material, putting the material together, building infrastructure so people can live within that infrastructure. Exactly. Right. So back to my key question, can that infrastructure slash need to engage with the world creatively, can that happen in harmony Mm -hmm. with, as opposed to in conflict with, in opposition to? I I think most of the time it is um, uh, not in conflict. I, you know, you do. Yeah, I do. I think, I think, I think our infrastructure, I mean, I think there's, there's creativity within infrastructure. I mean, not always, obviously, Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of uh, cool things. Um, there's innovations, which is a product of creativity. You know, um, some cool things that we can do. Right? I think I think a person. I I'm not convinced. I want to know more about why you think it normally is, because I actually have the suspicion that normally we operate in conflict. In conflict with uh, with our infrastructure. No, that the current foundation for how we go about being creative is. Um, with respect to things, with respect to the environment, with respect to each other as oppositional, hmm. not collaborative, not uh, in harmony, I would say. So you want things to be meaningful. Like, so even getting back to medicine, like- Well, well okay. wait, 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 one thing. Um, okay. Yeah. Talking about- We've got about six different, well, they're all actually the same, it's the same general thread here, but we're definitely jumping around. Uh, I mean, around. think about living, <laughs> living with nature, with infrastructure. I mean, I think there's a push for that. Like, um, you know, they talk about green roofs. I mean, this is basic. That's a great example. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Solar panels. I mean, I love the whole idea of solar energy. Um, I love the whole idea of- you know, the, uh, the hydroelectric, you know, or, or high, or, uh, or even, um, uh, what's that called when they put the pipes in the ground? Um, geothermal. geothermal. I think that's incredible. And I think that can not, that doesn't necessarily have to be in conflict with nature. Um, you know, um, no, that's no different. Yeah. I would argue than a bird building a bird's nest. Exactly. Right? I mean, of exactly. course there's no, we're not unique in that we manipulate the world around us or we alter it. That's not uniquely human. What's uniquely no. human is the potential for excess, really, right. and specifically the potential to be forcing something to a point where it it re or there's conflict where we're actually in pain. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other animal creates like that naturally. We have a tendency to create regardless of the aware regardless of the pain we're feeling and be to be forceful and i don't think we have to and in fact i think we don't have to so much so that um every every single example we've come up with is suspect to me if we re even the economy even buildings even energy even nutrition of course even um movement you know there are examples of cultures and ways of organizing as a society and with respect to civilization where the foundation is, I would argue, more harmonious and movement is the simplest way to contextualize it. But the, yeah, the life, the blue zones are the key examples. Um, And they're not fantasies, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually just not, that relevant to how we normally live our lives at the moment yet <laughs> i wonder if you go out and like interview people and just are you happy and, and what kind of responses you get 
I feel like such a jerk asking a stranger that though, but I, I agree. Yeah. I, and, and why aren't right. you happy? And what, yeah. what, you know, what makes you yeah. happy? That could be tough. I mean, you know, you know, um, cause people a lot are of people, not sensitive. Well, the, there's a lot the, of tragedy. People have a lot too. Of tragedy, and, um, right. the struggle, the tragedy, the yeah. trauma, the pain yeah. is real. Yeah. I just try to get to the heart of why is it so normal? Why is this normal? I mean, we don't even have to talk about literal recent and current events, but why is it normal? Well, normal to lose people. I mean, that that is a function of life. We don't live De- forever. Death is, that's, I mean, we're not talking about death. We're talking about in the context of life, why is the tragedy and the trauma, and I'm going to say the pain, normal? I think it is normal and fundamentally doesn't have to be. Yeah. Like you're talking about war, you're talking about... Um, well, those are bigger, more egregious examples, but even, I, I could... We could reference I like a day of work fair. and you come home and you eat dinner and you go to sleep. Fair, you, yeah. Like yeah. you're talking well, about something that well, is been, without sure. without depth and breath. Like that you're like like you're just talking about day to day. That's a great day to day context. Not big yeah. context, not big trauma, but just day to day context. Yeah, that, that, and that everything happen. in between. That yeah. could happen once in a while. I mean if you're tired, you know, yeah, people have But what if it's day to day? I think oh, what I he's saying is what if what if someone I think what Colin is what if someone just loses their stamina and and does that then impact their health and their everything else maybe Good. could that be what you're saying well, like it's for, not stamina but it's I more would first say if that happens then get your labs done make sure your thyroid's okay <laughs> so no, I'm not, but i mean you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean well that's true absolutely that's true but, we but get that a lot. if you just lose your will i think your willpower is a better way your, your will willpower. to live right i mean you admittedly started to say something you started to say something personal but yeah i mean you know People are people. And, you know, when you get too much on, you know, layers of, of stuff at one time, you, you do mm-hmm. feel beaten down. Well, that's what you said about the spaghetti. And that's why you we do. came back to the Meatballs, term rat yes. race. No, and, but it just, I think that that's what it is that, you know, willpower. And if you have a lot going on and you feel stuck or you don't have an outlet or you never had an outlet and now you need a, an outlet, but it's too hard to start when you're in the middle of a personal crisis or whatnot so maybe then that's you know evaluating that like we're really well-rounded souls that that need a lot of different components to our life and when we do more of one thing and less of another it catches up to us and then that's where well yeah you started specifically mentioning other countries and and those are to some extent other cultures where like you were saying work to live or live to work there's are <laughs> it's right. a joke, but yeah, of course, in other countries yes. and other cultures, that's not what life is about. So, to and, speak, and we work. think that as outsiders, Yet, we don't know <clears throat> for sure because we're not there. So, I've lived but, in other countries; I can yeah. speak to some of them. But in general, it doesn't matter because right. we can still ask the question for ourselves: Is this how we? Is this how we truly want to right. be human? Right. And I believe innovation and, and and the the foundations, the structural foundations are as feasible and good and solid without this particular kind of compulsion to be in conflict and to be in opposition and um, to force ourselves. I believe they are better without that mm. wholeheartedly. And we can experience that in our friggin bodies. That's why I right. feel so confident about it, because you feel the difference physiologically that's why you become spaghetti or you burn out and yeah, you right. lose stamina because right. you're not moving and living and breathing and existing in a particular 
way. It's not complicated. This is not rocket science. And you might be able to measure that actually uh, uh, physically by checking. You probably can. Checking checking their CRP levels, you know, the C-reactive protein. What what does that do? It's a measure of inflammation. So we know that um, when people have stress, stress uh, produces more cortisol. Cortisol has deleterious effects to the body over time. And we know that, um, that people... I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, connective tissue diseases or rheumatologic diseases because they have higher inflammation anyway, but that's another that's another topic. But people stress have higher CRP levels. I'm sure of it. I don't know if that's ever been even those examples that you um, put on the, you know, is on the side there. They could be relevant. They could be. Yeah, in the neurological foundation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. With the, mm-hmm. I mean, the connective tissue stuff, that, yeah. that could, yeah, that could be as a, as a function of, um, like we talk about epigenetics all the time and how um, certain genes can be turned on. Maybe stress, you know, is a, uh, is a factor of that. You know, we, you know, stress can turn on certain genes um, because uh, we, I've had situations where uh, two family members, you know. Um, what does stress mean to you, bud? So stress is could be a lot of things it could be it could be conflict which causes stress is a reaction i think i think stress okay. is a reaction that your body uh you know from multiple things from something that you're in conflict with something that um uh you know anything that puts pressure on you it's like i uh, think of it as physics you know pressure causes uh stress causes stress on on uh, on metal metal gets stressed when it's uh when it's put through physiologic stress, you know, um, when, when you put a lot of weight on, on a, on, on a so plane. So you're describing something that's neither good nor bad, positive or negative, just a technicality. Basically. It's technicality. And I think it's how people the pressure. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, like I have, I have a tremendous amount of stress in my life. That's not how most people think of stress though. Or pressure. I, I have pressure in my life, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cause me stress. Exactly. So yeah. there's a fundamental. So and, the word stress and it's the way I deal with it does I, have a more negative yeah. connotation. Is that yes, fair? I think so. I mean, I mean, stress can wear and tear. I mean, it may not be ultimately okay. bad all the time, but but think about it. When you put stress on on an airplane, it wears down quicker. You have to repair it. You know. Yeah. Or you put stress on this table, it's going to fall eventually. You know. So. If we started jumping on top of it, yeah, or where I should say the pressure. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I think I'm that's the pressure, right. actually. Yeah, but pressure and stress, I don't think, are the same thing. That's my point. Yeah, in humans, which, anyway. So in humans, I think is really stress is the reaction um, that we get from pressure. So what do I do about pressure, Viva, in my life? How do I deal with it? So his Saturday is you got a float tank? working out. He's <laughs> wait. He puts on the Fame headband and he works out. I I sing the Fame song every Saturday. Seriously? Sometimes yeah, sometimes awesome. he swims. He makes these blueberry smoothies. Yeah, the he does float. That's why we opened up a float place so Keith can float. Now, we, fl- we float. But what else? Do, how do else do I sauna. deal with, with a, on a daily basis? How do I deal how with it? How else do you let you, with, with, with humor. humor. He uses That's humor. It. That's it. He humor uses is my, humor. And I love, I love the humor. And I and my staff, I think, responds to it. Yeah. Because they like it. They respond. At least I think they do. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, def- I'm, I'm type humor. A I'm and he's about... making a joke. <laughs> and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. but sometimes it could be funny. I mean, I, I do think life is funny. I think I think the way we deal with things, I think is funny sometimes. I think it's- yeah, you uh, have a good outlook. Yeah. You do. You definitely have a good outlook. The glass is definitely uh, half full with me. And um, and, I, and, I, and I tell people that. And, you know, look, I, I, I say that I'm a cancer survivor. And what, it, what was the first thing I did when, when I had my uh, surgery? Remember the, the surgery you had? You were like so upset. 
Um, but I took a picture. I took a selfie. I can mm-hmm. show it to you. It's, it's the I'm in I'm in pre-op. You know, I'm re- I have prostate cancer, so I'm getting a radical prostatectomy. And Vivi, we're, we're we're running down the pen. We're driving down there. We're a little stressed out because it's traffic and everything. And I took the selfie. And um, do you remember the mm-hmm. selfie? Mm-hmm. And it's the funniest thing because me, I'm like smiling, and she's like like like, like, like horrified. It's just, it's just the way we deal with things. It's right. different. So our stress levels are different. Although Vivi. <laughs> though has a great your arteries look great remember we did that calcium and cal- yet like i'm not gonna say so my we, family we stresses did, me out because if they were listening yeah. to this podcast <laughs> so so vivi <laughs> i just said but it <laughs> because we i think but i think part of it is because our relationship together we we have a good relationship mm-hmm. we you know we don't argue much yeah we do a little bit like everybody does but but i think if if we had a toxic I relationship scream, keith makes a joke now <laughs> 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 but if we had a toxic oh, relationship actually people who are in any toxic situation i do think that that alters their whole mindset i really do yeah. i i know people who suffer with toxic situations whether it's a relationship with someone they're living with or a family member or a work situation i've had toxic work situations and I've had it say my piece and whatnot, and I've gotten out of it. Um, so here's a way to phrase, to some extent, this distinction I'm curious about with stress and pressure. And because you meant you playfully even used the word balance, there's a there's a need to balance all of these. As humans, we have this ability to perceive multiple forces, multiple directions. We black and white duality. Yin yang, whatever you want to call it. Look how, look how weird she looks. Let me see your picture. Hold on, I want to look. In, I want to look more in a second. Hang on, hang on. Um, <clears throat> God, because this will sound just like crazy people talking if we're all over the place too much. So, <clears throat> we know there's gravity, right? We know we have pressure within we know that we have uh, voluntary systems or involuntary systems and you can even just look at um the heart there's in and out every there are two dimensions and directions and forces arguably all the time we get too caught up in the words though what i'm specifically curious about in general and i think we're kind of talking about it as well but then we 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 jump too far ahead with certain terms is pressure is inevitable because of gravity, least of all because of gravity. There are other reasons, but gravity is fundamentally, I'd say why Mm -hmm. stress. However, I'm not as sure about, which is to say, I think we assume that there's a need again for conflict and pain and suffering And we say that's part of life. Life is struggle. There's stress. We go on these bullshit rants about how there used to be saber-toothed tigers and we are primitive and we're primal and we have to do this shit because it's in our DNA and our nature. Wonderful. It sounds like a nice idea and it also sounds like a very oversimplified, not very critically analyzed crock of shit because... I'm not stressed about getting eaten right now by a tiger, yet I know I feel something. Is that just because it's built into me or is it because the cars are threatening or is it because um, there is some kind of looming existential dread? Maybe all of the above and I don't know and I don't care. We're capable of recognizing that 
we have a capacity to live on this planet in harmony, so to speak, with each other in the world around us. So it begs the question of, to what extent is this stress necessary? To what extent do we assume that it's just part of life? And in doing so, do we just make life toxic? Right. Assuming stress is just part of our existence, I would say is toxic right off the bat. If that's how you're living your life, I'm not sure you're ever going to get to this quote unquote healthy place, if you will, that is, I think, real. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that love to be the bearer of bad news because it's something to talk about. I think no, are, they don't. They just don't have anything better to do well, with that's their it. time. Some people, that's that's not the same statement, that, though. That's true. <laughs> that's, but, the, but there are that the silence they makes don't them. Love the it. silence makes them uncomfortable. Well, then they're addicts. That doesn't mean they're loving it. That's they're true. just uncomfortable right. and You're they right. don't know how to deal with it. This is true. This is true. That's not the same statement. But then though. here and there, you do see someone who is just but harmonious, I, I, and that's good. All right, I, go. I, I see people. <laughs> I see people all the time, and it's 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 really it's sad. I mean, I feel bad for them, but I see people all the time. Um, I have this uh, this couple that I see, and they're lovely. They're nice people. Um, the woman is making herself sick from all the stress. Exactly. She's, having, she's so sick. She's having heart issues, and um, and this is her stress. And it's interesting. She doesn't get along with her neighbor. But that, but to her, but But, that's a big structure in her life. For me, it's like, well, wow. I'm like, so they were living there for a long time. They had a neighbor that came in, but this neighbor is bizarre, um, is sort of torturing them in a way. You know, that's horrible. Some people do. Some people do that. Some people get kicks out of torturing other people. Right? They, you know, that's horrible. So there was there was some conflict between them. Maybe it was. you know, they parked in the driveway or blocked the driveway or put the trash cans, whatever, whatever the issue is, you know, it doesn't <laughs> well, matter. It doesn't matter. They're great examples. It's... Yeah. But yeah. But, but then see in the way I would deal with it, I would just let it go and, and I would talk to them. I'm, I'm a diplomat and this is, and this is, this is like how other countries deal with each other too. You know, maybe, maybe we should talk more and, and talk about our differences and, and say, okay, well, you know what? I'm upsetting you. You're upsetting me. But then there's some people that are just so beyond um, that point, like, like you can look at them funny and they're like, well, you're really looking at me funny. She's so very you're sensitive. Really stressing me she's out. very, so she's so very sensitive. That, you know, she sounds she's very sensitive, sensitive and, and, to, and, her, and this is very her, upsetting in her world right. schema. Oh, it's horrible. I feel horrible for her. But then on the other spectrum, I well, see depending it. on what you want to, if you want to connect, then of course you empathize and you, I you do meet, you meet them where they are. And in terms yeah. of actually, in many contexts, the goal, the point is to just meet somebody where they are, and that requires empathy. But that exactly. I feel like that's sort of an obvious point. Maybe it's not though. But is that no, her? It, is that it, her schema, or is that it, how she's wired? Like some people so are she's, wired she's certain anxious, ways. But yet, that, but what does that mean? What does that mean Sounds that you're like this, wired a certain way? You can learn to expand your. your you can, but you want. Rewire. You're going to need to. But you're going to need to want to do that. Some right. people, either they don't know, they don't want to know, or they don't have the capacity to. It's a combination of Bingo. one of three things. Why don't more people want to rewire or even know that they can? Because paradigmatically, we as a species are somewhat uncertain about whether or not human life can even be good. Hmm. You know, 
because we, we par yes because we're not even sure as a species that life can be enjoyable it's all adam and eve's fault no i don't know it's our interpretation no I, that's kidding. a good i brought up the garden of eden already i believe that the bible is extremely relevant to what we're talking about paradigmatically it's a question of whether or not people believe that human existence can be enjoyable and better hmm. and if you don't then why the hell would you rewire Right. Yeah. right. If yeah. you do, that's what you're going to do. And we've seen that time and time again. There are countless examples. But I think you have to believe that fundamentally life, human existence is good. Is good. Exactly. And I'm not sure enough people believe that or know that. That's yeah. Interesting. And know yeah. that they don't believe that. Well, I guess it's it could be it's difficult depending on, depending on their um, perspective, how they grew up. Somebody may have been homeless. So many somebody, variables. yeah, there's so many variables. Or somebody could have had a horrible life. Uh, like her, her father, you know, grew up during World War II and um, saw his whole family get wiped out. So, you know, how do people? But they, but he's he's 90, an optimist. He's 92. Yeah, and he's an optimist. He's always been an optimist. Well, we know Man's Search for Meaning was birthed out of that's right, Victor Frankl, Auschwitz, right? right? But so course, not everyone yeah. was an optimist. Victor Frankl yeah. in the camps was an optimist if he could create, control one thing in his environment, whether it was the time that he went to a certain door or whatnot, right. but that was one thing that he totally controlled. And I think that when people feel that they have some control Versus they feel they have no control, that dictates well, the presence. He had no food. He had he was being told what to do as a as a laborer. Well, it's a matter of what we actually can control, whether it's right. Victor Frankl or Nelson Mandela or Right. Um I mean, ultimately, yeah. Right, I can control whether I'm eating or not. Well, well, ultimately, master of my right, soul. But Nelson Mandela went on a hunger strike to right. Yeah, that that yeah. was a methodology that he and others used to but it wasn't I don't think that was that in prison i don't know if that was in prison was that in prison i don't was it okay keep saying yes well yes but ultimately um i mean i i do believe my personal did that right passive i don't think we can control other people i don't think we can control of course our environment without i mean to a certain extent not without violence no what what i believe in i believe and i and i we vivi and i talk about this a lot um really where that empowerment comes from is is changing yourself. And I tell this to my yes. patients all the time because people are, are helpless when it comes well, to- That's why I jumped on like the that. wiring, yeah. the rewiring, yeah. But, you know, as, as an individual, um, somebody complains about their spouse, somebody complains about their brother or their sister or their parent, you can't control the way they are. I mean, you just have to either accept it and change yourself, change your own perspective, change, change how you deal with it. You know, that's how we remember my, my temper used to be really, I used to have a horrible temple temper and I just control it. You know, I don't, I don't not like I used to be right when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and you obviously in doing so that's rewiring, you changed the Rewired pattern. It. Yep. I've never known you that way, but apparently he was. <laughs> I used to I used to get very anxious. So there was a change. We drove. We were in California for his brother's wedding, and um, all I wanted to do was like go towards the Hollywood sign. But we were twenty, thirty miles away from it, and we had like a three-hour period. And he's like, "I'm not going." Like he got very stressed out on uh, (laughs) the LA freeways, you know, because it was you couldn't control it, and it was the unknown and whatnot. But now I know I can't control anything. There you go. 
I can't control myself. That's it. There you go. Can't control anything by myself. So if you end up in Nevada, you end up in Nevada. Isn't that, isn't that like the like the uh, like the whole basis of like um, the Shaolin monks? You know, they where they Absolutely. they really have you know they control themselves. What and they're but you know they can push I just a little mentioned bit. Mentioned them this morning. Yeah. But it's <laughs> how interesting. Do you, how do you spell that? The Shaolin. S H A O L I N. We live with hmm. a an illusion of too much control. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the key that may be the primary excess that got this whole um yeah, that has resulted in the world as we see it today. For better or worse, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying all bad. Of course not. That would be so ridiculous to mm-hmm. say all bad. No, There's so much. We back to Plato again. There's so much. But mm-hmm. yeah, paradigmatic question is to what extent do we tell ourselves we have more control than we do and to what cost to what detriment i would say to a great detriment least of all mental quote-unquote health but absolutely yeah very detrimental Mm -hmm. um i think this this whole covid right now just caused a whirlwind for many people for control and lack of control and both right yeah Yes. Yeah. If you weren't in a good place, I would say it's a, it served as a, you know, in the metabolic sense, like a, an enzyme or a catalyst, right? It, uh, and we're social creatures. So either, to isolate. Depending where you were at the beginning of a right. stressful, um, at, at some point, everybody was probably a little scared. Right. I'm pretty sure. I was scared. Exactly. I'm yeah. pretty sure I haven't met anybody who there are a slight sociopathic uh, people that didn't, <laughs> that were immediately not afraid and suspicious. And that's or curious, so, they, but, so they said, so they said, right. Um, but bottom line, yeah, everybody, no matter where you were, it was a major test of course. And if you didn't, especially for young people, but yeah, if you didn't have a good foundation at the beginning, it was hard to, Mm-hmm. It's been harder and harder to create one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It seems like it has been. Um, and that, yeah, that's, I think why it is easy to have such a passionate conversation because it seems necessary to get information to people in more efficient ways and better ways, because there is, I believe there does seem like there's a sense of urgency and or desperation for a lot of people. That's, that is where I'm coming from is perceiving a sense of urgency and desperation. Not for everybody, of course. Maybe not for you who is listening, but seemingly for enough people. Mm-hmm. For enough people. I'm not willing to go out and ask people if they're happy, least of all, because I don't think that word right. no, <laughs> has enough meaning. That. But right. I do believe that the sense of dis-ease is yeah. great. Yes. And every culture has that that a different word for struggle or or some, some conflict yeah. within that then is a conflict outside within. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. What are some of the other words that you think of? Um, well, was it like you're between your yin and yang? Just, just um, it, it's tension. It, it's tension, I think. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. What about it. in Hebrew? What's the, is there a Hebrew? In Hebrew? Um, well... Sin, arguably, actually, right? Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah. Or um, how uh, sin? Uh, sin is uh, just something that you. I think of something that you do that's bad. 
you know, same as like a, you can to, it's the verb, but the noun, I guess in this case, we're talking about the noun. So it's the, how do we contextualize that? I know it it fits. The the original sin. What is that? That's the eating the apple from the tree. (laughs) Well, okay. You want to, we, we've already, this is a, let's go there. It's the third time a charm. So the specific wording and the way that I understood it was, um, in terms of the trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the mistake was to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And arguably how it seems to me, you can see this message there Mm -hmm. is that the fruit of this particular tree of knowledge of good and evil had an effect. And the effect was thinking and living in such a way that we, that there is actually good and evil. Mm -hmm. So now we've eaten this fruit and we know we are living like we know there is such a thing as good and evil. So knowledge being power and also being challenging. No, I'm saying that that was a mistake. Right. Right. I'm not sure you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. So <laughs> not the knowledge, because this they were naked and then they, they didn't want to see each other. Isn't, that's a simple example, but that's uh, similar. That's Well, that was the first example. But I'm saying it's yeah. not true in the ideal realm, so to speak. It's not actually the idea of good and evil was a mistake is the point. I got you. That it had, right. It wasn't, didn't have to be good and evil. It could be something else like knowing versus not knowing. Uh, well, knowledge, I don't think is the problem. The idea of good and evil is the right, problem. Right, right. Because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be good on one polarity and evil on another polarity. Whether not only does it not have to be, it isn't. Right, exactly. That's what I'm, right. I'm, agree, I'm agreeing with yeah. you, but I'm not defining it in the same way. <laughs> right. Which actually, wait, can I say, so in Hebrew, the word for crisis is mashpel, which actually means to break. So it. The definition here, crisis, fracture, fraction, breaking, breaking, like a broken. So it's you, almost like you get to a yeah. point where you have to like cut, cut well, and break. it sounds so different. I'm so sorry. I'm like to glue myself to the microphone. Well, but, um, I know it's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned that. But you weren't, no, we don't know what you were just saying. Oh, well, I was saying that you were fast. saying, you were saying, you know, between like good and evil that, you know, with, with the Garden of Eden, that it brought that, but it's not really what it should have brought out. And I was saying that in Hebrew, the word for crisis is mushbil, which is a crisis of fracture, fraction, breaking, break, breakage coming from the word mishbol to break. So mm-hmm. it's almost um, your crisis is coming because it's like a breaking point kind of thing. That's how they define. Well, that specifically relates to the word religion, which is about binding. And and there's this concept of you're being, you're either bound and connected and you're part of something, or you perceive yourself as separate or disconnected and um, and not part of it. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's exactly what we're talking about actually, because the point of perceive the issue the, the sort of symptom, if you will, of thinking that there's such a thing as good and evil is actually thinking that there's such a thing as separation. And right. this isn't, it doesn't work to just go to oneness and like everything's unified, et cetera, because we do as humans have to perceive individuality. We have to perceive the uniqueness of all of life, but we can do it in such a way that we understand the connectivity. So religion 
is about connectivity, being bound, seeing that everything is actually in relationship as opposed to separation. Mm -hmm. And that arguably is what the fucking garden was, (laughs) so to speak. And the idea that that's where we are always coming, trying to strive, or what we're always striving for is foundational for most of these traditions, actually. And the idea that there's this state of awareness or being, so to speak, that we can um, reconnect with or remember is foundational. And I kind of believe we can, but not in a, not in like a fantasy mythological way. It's all about your perception. Starts seemingly and ends with, so uh, what it, perceiving what life is, hence the tree of life being the other tree. Hmm. Yeah, well, we went there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing, I guess I'm only laughing because it's such a, it sounds so grand, but I actually don't think it is. I think actually trying to talk about it as if it's just simple is, is good. Yeah. And it's not grand. There's nothing grandiose about anything we just discussed. No. It, it, and the, the meaning could be different within different people as well. I mean, I think everybody will read, read it, they read the Bible and they come out with different things, you know? So well, I, we know that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I'm saying, so what I'm saying is it is, it's, I mean. Ultimately, I'd rather we just get rid of the thing, to be frank, and put it on know. a shelf like in the Smithsonian. But. We'll put it in as, uh, as, you know, but, uh, you know. Put it where we put Plato. Yeah, exactly. Literature. Yeah. And it is literature. Because he um, wrote about the cave, and there's arguably the same exact metaphorical points in that. It was just different, different descriptor, different words, different meanings, different yeah. descriptors, different reference. It was arguably the same kind of point, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 they all no. read the same book the day before. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question then. So, mm-hmm. for you, with your medical practice, when you see people, you get to really talk to them longer appointments and whatnot, and whether they're healthy or they have some medical issues, whatnot, you, when you get into the social, psychosocial, whatnot, you have people who come and they start, you know, their life is fulfilling versus not fulfilling. And even if that, you know, it doesn't have to be that polarity versus fulfilling some of the time and that peace that goes along with mind and body. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I guess you have more experience with seeing patients along that, you know, threshold. So I, I don't know if I have a question or a comment, but do you know what I mean, Colin? That it's that when he gets to talk to people and, and then they talk about various maybe aches and pains or whatnot. There's definitely a social, psychological piece, that connectivity piece that's either there or not there or somewhat there. So I'm going to defer it to you. So the first thing I think about, there's a scene in the movie. Um, what movie is it? Oh, there's something about Mary. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. It's a funny movie. I haven't seen it. In- so do you remember when... Um, I have to rewatch it. He, who's, the, who's the main actor? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is sitting with a psychiatrist. Do you remember that scene? And then he's pouring out his heart and he's sitting and the psychiatrist is not even there. He didn't see him. Steps out and then he... Uh, he gets a sandwich. <laughs> he comes back in at the tail end of it. Do you remember? Oh that? no, that's hard. Like, that's what you, that's what you're thinking of what I'm telling. <laughs> it's just I, I, again. That's how I threw humor into this okay. because. Um, but no, of course I don't do that. Um, 
unless they're blind. But no, <laughs> just kidding. That's gonna get you. But um, no. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. It, it is, is funny. It is funny. And I agree. Ricky no, Gervais, by the way, is one of my favorite human but, beings. But, but humor, humor for sure. I remember yeah. that scene. The point is that he's not even listening. He's not even. Yeah, there exactly. Because he, he's out. He's out to lunch, basically, literally. Yeah. Um, no. So when but, people come to you, so I, I think my my, <laughs> my my biggest asset, honestly, um, that I that I um, I can offer to people, honestly, besides my knowledge on how to treat certain disease states, um, I, I do listen to people, and I think people say that I, I do listen to them. Um, I'm not rushing them um, if they're. You know, especially if they're concierge, it's easier because I have more time. I mean, obviously, if I have a, a room full of people, they're going to have to move it along a little quicker. But I do tend to listen. I, I always like sit for 10 minutes just to listen to what they say, because people sometimes will pour. Not everybody does that, but some people really just need to talk. And that's why they see me. They don't, you know, they're not seeing a psychiatrist because you can't find a psychiatrist. There's like hardly any. The psychologists, you know, never meet in person anymore. It's all it's all on uh, on Zoom. So people want to come in and, and most of the time they're just, uh, uh, they want to talk. I had one person, one of my older patients, this is years ago, she came in. She knew I was pretty handy. And the only thing she talked about was asking me about her car. And I said, <laughs> I said, well... <laughs> I said, I can't really bill Medicare for this, but I'm going to have to just ask about your blood pressure. But then, no, but then but tell me about your carburetor no, later. But, <laughs> no, but seriously, but then you, you were talking about stress and whatnot. So life stressors and how much that impacts health. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, so, but I, I, I we talked about that already. I talk about, you know, how people make themselves sick over certain scenarios. And I sometimes I look at them and I'm like, my God, I said, just let it go. I, mean, I think of myself, I said, just let it go. Um Oh my God, the funniest thing that happened. This this was a true story, by the way. Um, um, this was going on for um, for a few months. It was one of my patients, uh, his mother died and he um, he took over her apartment and she, um, she basically, he basically was coming to me um, like on a monthly basis because he was, he was so stressed out about, you know, this woman who kept on harassing him um, about, because he's playing music. You know, because it's an apartment building and, you know, everything was closed in. Then I had another patient who used to come in with, she was an elderly patient in her 80s. She used to come in with her daughter and she was saying how this patient, uh, this person, her neighbor, kept on playing the loud music. And I didn't connect the two. I didn't realize that they were neighbors. And they were, you know, for six months, they were talking about each other. I mean that this was the bulk of the visits. They were they were they were putting so much stress over on each other. Then one day, she, she was in with me, and I, you know, in the exam rooms, the window was open, the shade, and she looks and she says, "Oh my God!" She says, "That's my neighbor." And I said, "I said, oh my God, that's my patient." I said, "You." And then I put it together. They were complaining about each other. So what did you do? Um, <laughs> nothing. I actually I did tell them that that to each other what what the issue was and uh, but i think she ended up in a nursing home afterwards she, she got sick so but but I, I just thought you know the stress that they were putting on each other you know we're talking about stressor you know because um as opposed to maybe just talking to each other so instead you know what they did they called the police on each other oh god that's what happened and seriously yeah it was it was bad and then I mean, what happened well nothing what, what's the police gonna do i mean i i do think 911 is overutilized in that situation you know people call them for the most ridiculous things i hear it because i have a lot i take care of a lot of police officers and some of the and i actually one of my patients is a 911 oh uh, and that attended. was the 911 dispatcher <laughs> no no but he he tells me some wild stuff you yeah. know people calling 911 no like I, I can't find my keys you know what do i do i mean it's 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 crazy like yeah. why what some people you know, 
do um, to, to put this among themselves. It's, I have a lot of good stories, Colin. I, I could tell you, you know. Wow. And these are very funny. Um, some of them, you got to see the humor in some of this, um, which I tend to do. I, t- I try stories to find the humor. Stories are good. It's just, what's the context? What are we talking about? You know, with respect. Know. Yeah, and that, that's cool not a personal question. It's just relevant. Like, right. This, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. That ties fi- in with the stress, the how people yeah. put stress on each other, where it doesn't need to be. You know, you can enjoy life. You could, um, where people can come together and maybe, maybe there's a solution as opposed to stressing each other out, living with the drama, you know? Yeah. Do we know, do we understand ourselves enough, though, to understand why these stressors are so, or why this, so to speak, experience of stress is so normal again, though? And you, I, you're hinting at the need, of I course, can to it. know what communication skills, right. like foundational well, communication skills. communicate with me, skills, and then I can, and then I, sometimes, like, in a situation like this, you know, like, people need to talk to me. So I can, because prov- Vivi's question was, you know, I see this in the office, so I can provide people, like, a uh, an outside perspective, you know, and, and sometimes uh, somebody will say, oh, my God, you know, I didn't realize that or something like that. You know, I can give them a solution that just they just haven't thought of something simple, something as simple as, you know, talking with somebody or talking to your neighbor. Sure. I mean, but, yeah. but, it, but it eludes them because they're so they're so angry. I mean, emotion is so strong. And when people get flooded with um, anger and 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 especially um, suspicion, I mean, uh, suspicion is a huge one. You know, people are suspicious of somebody. You know, I have I have people where they're they're married, and um, uh, the I have one story. One patient came to me because the, she was she thought her husband was cheating on cheating on her. So and, the key thing yeah. I'm hearing is that even in your world, mm-hmm. where you have so much medical wisdom and expertise, people are still mostly it sounds like, or at least a lot of the time, just talking with you about their quote unquote personal issues, their social issues, their mental issues, their emotional issues and other people as opposed to, okay. I'm the psychologist without the psychological training. Right. So this is why I'm focused on specifically it's everybody can Google and find enough information about how to eat right, how to move right, how to well, maybe not move right, but how to eat in such a way. What does a normal, quote unquote, healthy lifestyle look like? But there is no, none of that information matters if you can't fundamentally on a normal moment to moment basis, slow down and pay attention to yourself and to the people around you. Yes. Waste of everyone's fucking time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if it you is a waste. Can't slow down. Well, this is and what just pay attention to what is happening. This is why there's so many lawyers. I mean, they, instead of people talking with each other, they have to get a lawyer to settle something. I mean, that's simplifying it, obviously. But most of the times, you can probably just sit around and and discuss with somebody if you have an issue. Like Vivi and I, we we have arguments. We just we sit down and we talk about them, right, Vivi? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, just if, well, I know. Yeah, the world's complicated. It is complicated, and you don't know what's going on in someone's household. There definitely is a de- there. There definitely is a um, a lack of. We see society like what you started to say in the beginning, Colin. That um, you know, you can the outlook on the world, and you know, does it always have to be catastrophic, or can it be anything? better than that and more fulfilling than that and that's that's a big question and there's a lot of 
factors to it. And, you know, can you even adopt that question in your lifestyle? You know, are you at the point where you can adopt that question in your lifestyle and then rein it in? And I'm saying for all of us, no matter what the context, no matter what the specific challenge, and we all have challenges, that is at the moment what I see as the relevant paradigmatic issue for all of us is that we're Mm -hmm. operating as if we have to force things. We have to be in opposition. We have to struggle, so to speak. Thank you for bringing us back to that. Mm -hmm. Until we come to terms with that foundational idea, no amount of legislation or government intervention or social approaches are going to have a truly sustainable or truly significant shift and create some sort of better world. No. And and I really, really stand by that. So just curious, do you think, um, not the cause or whatnot, but I mean, there definitely is a lot less religion in people's lives. Do you think, and I don't know if religion, like community would even, I guess someone really likes that. Um, we we're Jewish. We were at a synagogue. We're not at a synagogue anymore for various yeah. reasons. But I think I like I have a deeper kind of belief meaning that like I don't need to be right now. But um, do you think it's people that don't have the time or they don't they, they said there's a drop in, you know, different studies, whatnot. There's just a drop in that higher power, whether you call it church, synagogue, mosque, whatever the, you know, the place to think about the higher questions and when i do do you think that plays a role in it or not or with the just, drop do i think the drop plays a role in, in specifically yeah in in outlook and catastrophic existence and no i think religions are mostly to blame for all of well that's we're why with. i wanted to hear your right because i think religious um stories are mostly the cause of our problems okay yeah like, in conflict you mean yeah i'm yeah. specifically referring to the foundational concepts that make the world, so to speak, go round as religious. We don't have to say that they're Western or Jewish or Christian. It doesn't really right. matter to me. They're inherently playing the a role all the time <laughs> right. for better or worse. And I'm specifically saying that it, whether you relate to that as good or bad, um, right, wrong, whatever, it's just true. And knowing that and understanding that is is what makes the biggest difference. It doesn't require uh, saying that we need religions mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. What's required is paying attention to our what makes us all human and mm-hmm. what is it that's true for all of us. Because at this point, it's all of us. We're we're right. not operating as a um, as separate, so to speak land masses or separate right. worlds. Right. Everybody is a world, so to speak, unto him or herself, but that's more just poetry or themselves. Done, done. And yeah, <laughs> that we're, we're all in this together and no matter how, whatever your right. background is, it, right. it, it's all the same. Check, yes, all you the, have to kind of just check that at the, the door of right. this shared experience on this planet because that's the only thing that's completely sure certain is that we're sharing this experience on this planet 
So some people just don't go, don't even go there to that shared experience. Correct. They're, and I think religions are, are mostly actually in... causing, have mostly caused that. So do I think people need to go back to church? Fuck no. <laughs> well, that, that... Or synagogue or mosque yeah. or temple. Right. And I have a Zen but happiness some, book but they right need, here. Right, but they need like. We need something some, new, yes. Right, something to bring that. Something United better. It, right, that's Something what, right. fundamentally it, it better. Evol- it evolved. It should saying, evolve. Right. And it, yeah. anybody who, like, there's so many very popular figures who are terrified. They're actually terrified of AOC, for example, that we're just going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, there are things that are good that Plato informed. Plato informed the foundations of Christianity. Christianity, however, also informed the Third fucking Reich. So, depending how smart you are, you're going to have to recognize there's something we need to right. pick and choose from yeah. all of this. Absolutely. And Absolutely. get your story straight and recognize that we have it has to be better. Right. And I'm well, not being evolved. provocative. Yeah, you can yeah, no, trace no, no, no. It's an evolution. It's, an, evo- it's an evolution. Absolutely. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's total. It's an evolution. And, you know, where we are at this particular point in time is not where we were so 2,000 years ago. Where key point to our the beginning of our conversation is beginner's mind and uh, being a lifelong learner. Right. If your religion is in the way of that, then yeah, it's a problem. Yep. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That's the simplest way to contextualize agreed. why I that's say a good, it doesn't no, matter. No, that, that's why I was just curious. I, I agree. I agree. But I do think one thing, not religion, but community. And I've heard this community before in different is the, studies. Is 100% community necessary. is really important versus 100%. isolationism in whatever being isolated in your house, being isolated yeah, wherever. I think community makes you happier. It, it can, can. And we need it. High five. Oh. We need community, <laughs> which is to say we sure need each going. other. <laughs> but right. the foundation of our community is is in need of... Uh, it. The foundation of our community is informed by the same religious stories. So the right. foundation of our community is evolving and needs to evolve. And the worst thing anybody can do is, of course, isolate themselves or alienate themselves. Right. And go deeper and deeper into their, own, their own trenches. Own. Yep. yep. No, no. Community is... Oh. Well, it's like, so you're like here, you have a community. There's no of, culture without community. You have a community of learners, <laughs> you know, what, whatever communities, there's various communities. You can have your community, just your community, or it could be a community of learners. It could be a, right. you know, it, community is defined by many different rules, but it's just, yeah. Right. Hmm. We haven't solved the world's problems, but we, we, uh. But we gave it a really good try, you did. know. We did. I mean, Keith's over here playing with the the coaster, so I think it's, we. It's just tough to not to. <laughs> we didn't, Vivi. We did a damn good job. Well, I think, and we I did. think we all deserve a pat in the back. Was I that the CBD did. that caused such a such a passionate? You're the only viral? one who took it. Well, we had, so I had it earlier, but you had it by osmosis. I oh, didn't have it earlier. I did. Where when you had a massage? massage yeah. I did not. You See, I was just naturally <laughs> endorphin ready. Happy. Yeah, there cool you go. Stuff. Good stuff. I had too much coffee. No, I'm kidding. Um, what else is on your list? My list. I think we've reached I don't a think natural. I can read my own re- A natural. I think I'm uh, good. No, that crescendo. was list day. I, I yeah. think we are good. Talked about optimism, happiness index, healthy aging, lifestyle. Uh, I don't know. People you need a movable who, mic. People who move come you. to you after it an illness. Work, fall over. Culture, creativity, self sufficiency. I think we talked about. Mostly everything. I think we're good. (laughs) 
you know, I, I can say just to add to um, to this, like in my daily practice, I do I do tend to feel bad for people who just don't get it. You know, they're so saturated with uh, either grief or or any kind of struggle that they're dealing with. You know, they can't they can't see past it. Um, it's sad. And or I, feel, I haven't I, processed it fully. Well, whatever whatever, whatever it the takes situation is, but that. it's it's I, I do empathize with people and I. I feel bad. Yeah, for it's, them. Horrible. it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible to say. Horrible. Syndrome. So I, I, I try to do my best to, um, to talk to people, and 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 lot, most of the time there's no solution. It's just talk with them and comfort them and say, hey, like um, when somebody just loses their spouse or they lose their son or something like that, what are you going to say to comfort them? You know, um, you got to move forward. You got to move forward. You know, because some people can be very self-destructive at that point and feel that there's nothing to live for. But I always tell people there's always something to live for. You know, living is is amazing. Waking up every day is amazing. I mean, it's, you know, but um, people lose their way sometimes, but they find it back. They find, people find it back. I think people are very resilient overall. I think humans are. Um, I see with this political environment, I see so much anger um, on both sides. And it's just, it's so destructive. And um, I just hope we can find a way out of it, you know? As a, as a people. So whoever's listening out there, get over it. Life goes on. <laughs> I like it. I like what you're saying about, um, well, yeah, before, I don't really need to add anything, actually. <laughs> I liked it better when people didn't discuss their politics. You know, I liked it better when people just, you know, kept it quiet. And, and that's But it. there's a reason that's not the norm right now. You know, the nostalgia for anything in the past is kind of, I don't know, it just seems irrelevant to me, to be honest, to be frank. I think there's a reason all these things are happening. There's a reason. And I don't think that it's <clears throat> worth being nostalgic. I think that this is all inevitable, what's happening right now. This bubbling of everything to the surface and hopefully not boiling over is inevitable. And it's inevitable because the foundation wasn't good enough so you're saying the foundation was weak and we're falling we're falling into the falling apart basically. we're falling apart because the foundation was weak yes is that like the roman empire <laughs> no i'm not no i don't care to make any comparisons to no. any empire it's not it's not doom and gloom it's just objective the foundation right. had flaws the foundation had cracks the foundation yeah. had weaknesses and in, because we've ignored them and because we weren't aware of some of them these inevitable these issues are bubbling to the surface so to speak well, that's it's, like anything if you, exactly like anything in and it's a, a body mm-hmm. it's a living yep. body yep. if like a anything. body's foundation isn't then you get something on your skin or right. you get sick it's no different no yeah. different but I would like to tell everybody out there. They have a good there, doctor. Yeah, get over it. I say, um, let's go forward. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... Well, your point about humor, as you just literally showed by laughing, is 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 well received. I'm sure. Yeah, and I'll reiterate because I don't know if it came out clearly that yeah, com- I mean, comedy. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Is a unifying force, and and we really to our own for our own sake better anchor more and more into it. And I love Ricky Gervais in particular, <laughs> so, for example. Yeah. But yeah. get over it with a laugh, mm-hmm. yeah. A, an empathetic, kind laugh, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, move on. Um, I wish, we, yeah, I wish that 
it was the mechanics of that were easier to access. I think we've pointed to some of the mechanics of moving on and getting over it. You just have to also recognize that it's about more than your own, so to speak, body. It's the larger body. Huge. Huge stuff. So, but being optimistic, like it's Friday afternoon right now. That's exciting. That's happening. Holy shit, it's no, Friday. Do you know, right, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's, there's one thing I know, like my dad, who definitely is my hero, my warrior, you know, there's sunsets and then things might be doom and gloom, but then there's sunrises and it's another day. Right. And he definitely saw some of well, we World War II's compare. most harrowing yeah. experiences, met death on many days. And so... He, maybe that's why I'm an optimist. You know, he definitely taught me, you know, you may, you can make decisions that you can control some things or make yourself, you have, you know, choices. And the one story he tells me is like, I was you have choices. in the forest, in the forest, uh, and it was like a lot of snow and he had to, you know, walk out the forest and he, he had like his shoes were falling apart and he's like, I can either like stop die right here or move forward and you know that was really like a fork in the road move, move forward how, how his legs were how his, his feet were frostbitten and he just right and he decided to yeah. you know move on and, and he didn't have to he could have given up right then and there and the i think those are the things i'm like how bad could it be like look at what you know they met death at their door yeah. and like what's going on in ukraine right now they're pretty heroic um you know that some of these fighters that they're not giving up. And so when, when we you, did part one, we started talking a little right, bit about Right. And I think that. there's, that's, you know, that, that's the adversity. When you see that kind of adversity, like how my life is nothing. And I think right. that's sort of, it is sort of like inspiring in the respect. So maybe well, perspective some. Perspective is good. Exactly. So, you know, that's where. Perspective is needed. Things sure. will change. The sun will set. The sun will rise again. So it's that kind of thing. I think that's, yeah. And it's Friday. So, hey. <laughs> Unless the, uh, the sun Turns into a red giant. Yeah, we're not going to go there. With, we're not going to go there. <laughs> we'll engulf the earth and, yeah. you know. Cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we can't control. You've watched a lot of science. <laughs> you've, you've watched a lot of science fiction movies. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And some of them are very good. Yeah. So. That's it. That's good. I yeah, think that's good. good. That's good. That it's good. a wrap. It's a wrap. Very, very good. All right. Thank you, Colin. And it's we'll a wrap. plug Thank every. Thank you very much. <laughs> this Thank was a whirlwind of thanks for inviting energy. Us. Yeah. <laughs> this you, was great. Of course. Thanks. Well, you'll, you'll be back, and I'll see you next Wednesday. You'll see me next Wednesday, yeah, and we'll plan sorry, and we'll yeah. plan yeah. to do some kind of collaboration with Amen. your all the somatic movement and all the yeah. various techniques that you're educating people. I know that there's some clientele that would greatly benefit from it yeah thank you and you'll Same. come to visit us yes. and float i'm gonna float again sounds good yeah floating's great right <laughs> but we covered that in part one yeah okay that's a wrap on season five and the conversation with vivi and keith and uh tony's taking off his headset i'm not sure that means anything but he's still here and he's gonna be really really wonderfully happily involved in all of movement matters from here on out at least we'll we'll see how this goes i feel as though you're leading the witness but um <laughs> i am prepared to be as available and irreverent as i normally am in real life he's said the word irreverent now many many times if you've been listening and i am very excited about that because his irreverence gives me 
permission to be more irreverent, and I need it, folks. I need it. You know, you don't know, but that's okay. Don't touch that. Okay. Um, and he will be way more prepared than I have ever been regarding any. Is that a gentleman? Was that? I think that was Jaden's client just biking away. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to cut? You want to end this, Tony? This is the end of season five. I'm trying to get I, people I excited. For I, season well, six. people aren't going to be excited because you saw something like you know, squirrel go by. <laughs> squirrel, <Chibble>. exactly. Bird, <laughs> bear, cantaloupe. Which one of these is not an animal? I actually meant to say antelope, and I thought of moose. We're done. That was the end. Expect more talk of antelopes in season six. Thank Yay. you, everybody. Delicious. Thanks, Phoebe and Keith. Which one, the antelope or the cantaloupe? <laughs>